All right, Hot Grits Podcast, episode 20. I'm Travis Jadon. With me, as always, is Spencer Maddox, July 4th episode today. Spencer, say hello to the folks. July 4th. You feeling patriotic today? Not especially. Not especially. Uh, I'm wearing no red, no white, and no blue it's right like, now. It's like Christmas as you get older, dude. You just start feeling less and less patriotic as the years go by. You know what I mean? Yeah. Christmas feels less and less Christmas. July 4th feels less and less July 4th as the years go by. Christmas is still not even... I mean, it's way... In the rankings, it's way above July 4th. We're talking about this. I'm not July 4th, dude. Uh, you know I'm not cookout guy. Rednecks and alcoholics would beg to differ. But... Well... I'll let them speak for, I'll, I'll let rednecks and alcoholics speak for themselves, but that's I, like 90% of our listener base you just insulted or I just insulted. Yeah, no, that was you that insulted. Okay. Let the record show that okay. you insulted them. Um, do love America, love the troops, but not a cookout guy, not really a hot dog guy. Hot dogs suck. Fireworks, eh. I could take them or leave them. They just go up in the air and explode. It's not really that cool. Hot dogs hit different when you're at the ballpark. That's true. They, they, you gotta have a hot dog. If they have like a little tinge of the black on them, like the, the yeah. little grill, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it's just slightly too long. Yeah. That's, that's the American way. We've already talked about hot dogs too much. You Fair. know what's really American? <laughs> no, tell me. Being racist towards Native Americans. That's true. And that's exactly what's happened for like the past 60 years with this Washington Redskins thing, dude. In our nation's capital, no less. That's a pro segue. Yeah, that is Danny Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, uh, for the, uh, I believe, 28th time in the last 10 years is under pressure to change the name of the Washington Redskins. Uh, I saw you posted the Onion article that said that said they're going to change their name to the D.C. Redskins. <laughs> Uh, and as always, my dad, who is your Facebook friend, thought that it was a real article. For real? <laughs> yeah. And again, I had to explain to him that the onion is, in fact, <laughs> not real. <laughs> um, uh, but it is kind of a big deal. And I don't have like a take on whether or not Redskins is racist or not, but I do have a take on this. It's, uh, pretty obvious you need to change your name. Change your name, bro. Look, look around. Yeah. What, uh, you got any special team Everybody's names? Mad. I got a couple. I got a couple that I think w- would fit kind of good. No, I, I honest to God, and it's not because I have like, you know, a death wish here. I actually don't want this to happen. I'm just being funny, I swear. But I like part of my brain wants them to come back and just be like, you know what? We're not changing the name. I want this, I want this circus to keep. They hire, they hire a PR firm or like a, or like, you know, and they're like, we're going to go into this really like one month long. We're going to go into a cave and come out on the other side of this. Yeah. And, then, and then they come out with a big press conference and everything. You're like, they, go, have, on the, they <laughs> go on the offensive, dude. Right. <laughs> and, and they have like a, uh, like a, a, a big board or something with like a veil over it. And the, and the unveiling is like the new logo. And, the new name. <laughs> and so it's the same exact thing. <laughs> it's just a Native American chief face, like, and the name Redskins <laughs> on there. Stop. It's like the South Park thing where he's got like, a biggest jug of like alcohol or something. XXX want to be scammered. It's like mead. Uh, I think Washington Sentinels would be cool. And in, in uh, a nod to the replacements movie, Counter Reeves is an absolute stud in that movie. We know yeah. this. Um, Shane Falco, I believe, still one of the more underrated quarterbacks of all time. What if they named it just the Washington Skins? Because that would offend nobody. Like, like your skin. Washington skins. No colors. You serial killer. No, just the skins. Maybe like a, like an apostrophe ahead of the S. <laughs> ahead of the skins. Like, 
It can be whatever you want. It can the be Washington white skins, face skins, white skins, red skins, black skins. Where are your skins? Skin, yeah, skins. Uh, in golf, it can be any, anything you want. It's universal. That uh, is true. Yeah, but either way, they 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 better change this name. And something tells you they are gonna fuck this up. And I cannot oh, wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. You know they're panicking, dude. You don't name Dan Snyder. Their owner's not panicking. I mean, he, this guy is like he's like a five foot eight, uh, you know, trust fund baby that just has never done a thing wrong. Never apologized for anything and has never ever once gotten a free agent signing right. So really he doesn't have a lot going for him. A name change would do well. Dude, you don't name an NFL franchise in a month. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. You just don't do that. So I'm I'm fascinated to see what they name their franchise indefinitely in one month. Do you think like if the Falcons it's hard, it's hard to imagine, but like if the Falcons change their name, would you be like or, or if people were making the Falcons change their name, like like PETA, yeah, was not happy about Falcons being used. Oh, God. that'll happen fifty that years from now. That for would sure. infuriate. Me. It would like so you'd be only offensive for it. Like yes. So then I because I, it's so soft. But dude. then I can't blame Redskins fans for being pissed. I don't. Bl- I mean, even if they acknowledge that it's like racist, because it is racist. I it mean, is racist. It's, it's Redskins. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty racist. A little offensive, but. But I it's mean, just the cancel culture. Like, if we do that, yeah, we man. have to keep doing all this stuff. It's, dude, I, I, I had this thought yesterday. I saw the headline that Nike said they were dropping everything Redskins. But. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. They, or, uh, they, they're not selling any Redskins apparel on their store, basically. Then, then right there, the Redskins have to change their name. They have to. You can't lose Nike. I mean, let They force them to. But. Let Nike, us not forget, dude. Away. Let us not forget that Nike didn't do that until the mob was like, duh, up in arms. Duh. So don't give Nike any points for that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that no. should that should be shamed. the The mob justice thing should be shamed, and Nike should be made fun of for that. In my mind, I, I just think they did the obvious thing. I they did think, the safe thing. I don't think so. People have been calling for them to change their name. For years. Is anyone going to come out and write a blog about how Nike is is fucked up for dropping Redskins apparel? No. But it, they should. But no one will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Nike made the safe choice. The, the like. And it's not messed up that they did it. It's just when they did it. It was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're saying. It's it that type of thing sets a bad precedent for me. And it's what we talked about before. It's the definition of cancel culture. And that's how these things happen. Which I have a problem with. I problem mean, with NFL precedent, Black National Anthem. Mm. Segway. Uh, the NFL, according to the New York Post, uh, two days ago... Were, whoa, 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 do you think I have a problem with the Black National Anthem? No, 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 I do. Oh. I have a problem with them playing any anthem that's not the National Anthem prior to the National Anthem. I'm so sick of anthems. Yeah. And songs. Yeah. I want football, and I don't care what songs are played before. Yeah. I bring Shakira out. Or somebody, I don't, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? But the black national anthem before, uh, NFL games is not something the Black Lives Matter movement wants. It's not something the black players in the league want. They want things like Kaepernick to be signed. Yeah. They don't want a song to be played. So strange. And, and it's, and it's such a reach and it's so like. That's gonna be so awkward. It's gonna be brutal and Goodell cannot get out. This guy, Roger Goodell, cannot get out of his own way. He's gonna, this is something that he pretty easily, uh, instills as, as, this is gonna happen, this is our response, 
But you can't get Kaepernick on a roster. Like, that would do you so much better PR-wise if you made that happen instead of making another anthem be played. Now we have two anthems. What's going to happen during the Black National Anthem if a white guy kneels? Why are you bringing this on yourself? Why are you allowing oh, all this my stuff? God. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You like, know what I can't stop thinking about is if they brought all these players out, some of them are kneeling, some of them have their hand to their heart, and then, Shakira, Shakira! <laughs> Ooh, baby, when you dance. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. Uh, but, but I think the NFL... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. I just think the NFL has, like, they cannot let this anthem thing, they cannot figure it out. They have not once made the right decision when it comes to this thing. And, I, you know, I don't know what the right decision is, but I know something that would make it go away. Stop altering rules for anthems. Stop doing that. Leave it alone. and It'll go away. But they keep putting it in the casket and then opening it back up. They do it to themselves over and over and over again. The response to Black Lives Matter by the NFL is to instill the Black National Anthem. Like, I... That I didn't even so, know there was a black national. I mean, neither did I. I I'm pretty confident when I say that mo- a lot of black people didn't know. I won't say yeah. most, but and, and it's going to mean nothing to them, right? They, exactly. They want tangible things. Yeah. Not they don't want a song. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. And Roger Goodell has to have somebody. This is the whitest decision of all time. Yeah. Is this is this is the whitest version of affirmative action. And it's something that would be made by like a uh, what, what would they call it? Like a task force. Yeah. Again, what they, can we do? Let's give. They them a go song. in a dark room. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Wait, did you say something about a black national anthem? You at the end over there? Like, is that is Who that a real you? thing? I'm new here. Is that a real thing, Todd? <laughs> make it happen. That's genius. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Forget this Kaepernick character. Give us the Black National Anthem. And, dude, you said if, if a white person kneels, if you thought Mason Rudolph was violent, if you, if you thought that Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph thing was violent last year, imagine one white player kneeling. I, I don't know what they would kneel for, but I'm just saying, like, don't. Yeah, they wouldn't. Don't Good give, Lord. Don't give players two and a half more minutes to do something crazy. Right. Yeah. And, like, will that happen? To ruin your brand. And also, you know, not to, I, I really don't think this is that relevant, but it's relevant enough to mention, week one of the NFL is on September 10th, one day before the anniversary of 9-11. And now we're going to play another anthem before the national anthem. Do you think September what? 11th gets any play during all this? I'm sure, like, actually on September 11th, yeah, or, the, yeah. you know, uh, Bob Costas will probably have like a 90-second thing before the... Well, he'll probably go in between the anthems. That'll be that'll be when they take yeah. the the Costas monologue. They're gonna drag this out, dragging it out. Uh, LeBron James and the decision. That documentary that came out uh, a couple weeks ago about the ten year anniversary of LeBron James's decision was absolutely awesome. This guy, LeBron James, you gotta is, love it if you're a LeBron hater. He is such a weirdo. Yeah, LeBron James is a weirdo. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, like it's on ESPN. It's worth a watch. It's a one part. Documentary, how long was it? An hour? Yeah. Hour and a half? Yeah, hour. Uh, so it was about roughly as long as the decision TV show that was an absolute debacle. Um, a couple of things that just stood out to me, Spencer. One, ESPN gave LeBron and Maverick Carter an hour of free airtime. They gave them that. John Skipper, the and CEO of ESPN, man. gave Maverick Carter 
no producing experience. They were kids. Right. And LeBron James, and, and I think LeBron James and Maverick Carter, from the way it seemed in this documentary, was that they didn't expect that to happen. And when they were handed the reins, they were like, oh shit. Now we really do have this thing. What's the first thing we do? Boys and Girls Club. That's where we'll go. We'll go set up and, and make a bunch of boys and girls props. It was so thrown together. Jim Gray, the is Maverick uh, Carter the same age as LeBron James? Yeah, roughly, roughly the same age. So this guy gets handed no producer credit. He's a kid. Gets handed an hour's worth of primetime television and ten million eyeballs. And more than that, after the camera shut off on Jim Gray and LeBron James, Maverick Carter gives Jim Gray a list of questions that have been sent in by fans to ask LeBron on a closed live stream. Jim Gray, a really, really, really supposedly well, like, respected journalist, and, and now he's taking, like, he's asking questions that fans provide to LeBron. Um, he asked 23 questions prior to asking LeBron James where he would go. None of them good. No, none of them good. If it was 21 questions, we would be able to at least throw a nod yeah. to 50 Cent. He wouldn't even let us have that. Yeah. Uh, 23. LeBron. Weird. Uh, well, my favorite question was, LeBron, do you still bite your nails? And in a very truthful moment, LeBron said yes. In a very revealing moment. Um, what, what, did, what, like, what did you take out of it? Like, I thought the reaction on the plane afterwards, that story is pretty crazy. Yeah. It was, the plane thing was like visceral, man. But yeah. Just, LeBron could not have had a worse coronavirus, man. Like, yeah. Jordan, Last dance. Jordan just dancing all over his grave, man. And then this thing just—he's just getting dragged, dude. Dancing just, all over his grave. That's that's pretty good. Last thank dance. You. Yeah, thank well you. done. Thank you. Uh, but it, dude, it's it's it was so awkward from beginning to end, and like, I didn't realize that when at the time either. Ten years ago, I mean, we were younger, but like. I didn't notice that kind of stuff. Did you? No. I, mean, I didn't come out of it thinking like, what an awkward I didn't TV watch, show. I didn't watch the whole thing. I did watch like the decision part. Yeah. And, and to be clear, like they said, it, it, this is the largest television audience still to this day that ESPN has ever had for a non, like a non-live event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. not a game. Yeah. Uh, 13 million people when he made the decision. I mean, that is... Those are remarkable numbers. I mean, that's, that's like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's more than most college football playoff games. I just don't know how they wouldn't have screwed it up. Like, I don't know how you do that without it being super awkward. All right. So I have a couple, but it could not have been more awkward. That being said, right. All right. So we can do that, how we would have fixed it first, but just the the playing thing, LeBron James, uh, in this documentary, we're told that. First off, LeBron was not any part of this documentary, neither was Maverick Carter, because they will not be a part of anything any longer, beginning that night, that they weren't producing or that they didn't have a direct hand in. And they haven't since. It's been LeBron Inc. ever since. And he's re- I mean, he's the first athlete I know of to ever have that control. Not Tiger Woods, not Michael Jordan. You know, certainly no baseball players would ever have that kind of control. Uh, A-Rod, when he was going from Texas and ended up in New York, it was like a 10-minute press conference. That was it. There were no specials. Uh, and so LeBron sets precedent here and is allowed to. Then he gets on a plane after he just rips the hearts out of every Cleveland fan ever. And he's on the plane, and we're told the story of how he's surprised by the reaction 
of the jersey burnings and all that and how they hated him. And he had a moment where he considered scrapping all of it and saying, never mind. And then, turn the plane around. And then Dan Gilbert. And then Dan Gilbert writes went, in Comic Sans. Like some capital letters, some not. Like weird fonts. That, that thing had, when I saw the letter, I haven't seen that letter in years. When I saw the letter, it had like a, like a psychopath killer. Like, uh, uh and then, yeah, like, and remember the Titans when Coach Boone, when Denzel Washington gets uh, the yeah. letter and the brick thrown through, it, yeah. it was like something like that would write. Yeah. Like, or like patched together like the Unabomber, like little, uh, little magazine, magazine clippings. Yeah, yes. little magazine clippings, dude. That's Signs of a Psychopath magazine clippings is pretty high up. Yeah. There. Comic Sans is right behind it. And, and biting your nails, too. Dude, just use Thompson Roman. It's in every email ever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just use a normal font. I'm okay with Ariel. I'm okay with that. And Dane Gilbert got dragged through this. I actually, dude, if I was the owner of a franchise and LeBron left me like that, I'm writing way worse things, dude. Well, and I'm, I'm releasing it immediately. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with him on that. I mean, I think what it did was it gave Cleveland fans uh, um, a guy in the organization and a guy in power that was, like, agreeing with them. Yeah. And someone gave him a voice, which is pretty rare when, when that kind of stuff happens. Um, but, so, okay, so LeBron James is... Uh, now given control of this decision with Maverick Carter to set all this, this whole thing up, things they could have done to fix it. You can't have Jim Gray on there. Okay. He doesn't even work for ESPN. Think about that. When was the last time someone not from ESPN was allowed to have an hour on ESPN? Where does he work? He didn't work at ESPN at the time. I don't know. I don't know where it works. I I know he did the Olympics. I would assume NBC, CBS, ABC, something like that. Or not ABC because that's ESPN, but, uh, it should have been Stephen A. Smith. It should have been Stuart Scott. Or it should have been Bob Lee. Very, very obviously should have been one of those two guys, Stuart Scott or, you know, Stephen A. I think if it was Stuart Scott, you would have had, you would have had a, a Which little makes more... you think LeBron handpicked Jim Gray. They did. And Maverick Carter did. Yeah. Because they knew what, a, what, what they could do with Jim Gray. They could manipulate him and, and basically give him or get exactly what they wanted. Someone to spoon feed LeBron questions. Even that wasn't good enough to suffice for LeBron to not be nervous as hell. I mean, it was awkward to watch. They could have had more than two people on the stage. That shirt, that shirt looked like he was going to take pictures with his family on the beach. He kept messing with it. I mean, yeah, it literally looked like something that you would buy four of for your sibling, like yeah, for your children. He should have just wore a North Face jacket with a, or, you know, a North Face vest with a bunch of pockets on it, and then taken a hike right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Um, if, if they had more than two people on the stage, then it would have been less awkward, right? Right. Uh, you could have had, uh, you know, maybe LeBron's high school coach. You could have had an old teammate. You could have had, uh, more than one on the other side, not just on LeBron's side. You could have had Stuart Scott and, uh, Stephen A. Smith or Stephen A. Smith and Bob Lee. But the way it was all set up was just ridiculous and hilarious. 23 questions prior. To ask him where the decision went. Funny as fuck. This guy LeBron just gets funnier and weirder every day. <laughs> um, huge L for him as well. Like <laughs> huge, huge L. There's no ignoring. We talked earlier about, and obviously we're recording this on July 4th. I gotta, I gotta just get something off my chest that I've always found super weird uh obviously july 4th is a holiday but it's also an anniversary of one of the most seminal moments in baseball history when lou gehrig uh you know hall of fame yankees outfielder 
uh, basically announces his retirement from the game in a famous speech that, uh, you know, the most famous line out of the speech is, today, 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 I consider, consider, consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Uh, I got problems with that, Lou. You, you're actually the most unlucky person of all time. They literally didn't know what your disease was. So and they, they named, named it after you. Yeah. There are Yikes, millions of bro. people who know Lou Gehrig as the man that died from that disease. From that Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. yeah. Correct. He's, you are not lucky. more famous. You're that. not lucky. I mean, you're not lucky, dude. Like, luckiest man on the face of the earth. That's a bit arrogant, I think, to even think that. I love that, dude. That take? Uh, no, not that take. Oh. That attitude. That take as well. Thank but you. But that attitude, dude. Oh, yeah. Just be like, fuck you guys. I'm actually lucky. Big whole middle yeah. finger. <laughs> and look, uh, I, I feel like, you know, it's been long enough where I can say this. He died soon after that. You feel like it's been long enough? It's been long enough. Yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. it's all not too Lu- soon. All the Lou guys are gone now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even most Lou guys were luckier than Lou because Lou died soon after calling himself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Uh, in classic Yankees fashion, just doesn't make any sense and, and it comes off stupid. It, That's my take. Yeah. So happy good, good anniversary! Take. Happy anniversary good to, take. to Lou, after, Lou Gehrig's ridiculous speech. After all the offensive. Things we said to begin this episode, dude, I guarantee we get an email about Lou Gehrig. Somebody saying it was way too... How how are you going to talk about Lou Gehrig that way? What would the the person's email be, though? Would it be like... uh, Enraged, all caps. Lucky lucky LG at (laughs) Hotmail.com. Oh, man. Super cool party dude, 69 at (laughs) gmail.com. Yeah. That would definitely not be you, Spencer, sending that. Um... (laughs) What happened with our guy Messi? You had something on the on the notes with our guy yeah, Messi. Man. Lionel. Messi scores his 700th goal, joining six other players, including Cristiano Ronaldo, Pele, a, a couple, you know, people I don't know, because I don't know soccer. It was notable, though. That makes you normal? Yeah. It was notable, uh, and he's definitely on track to pass Cristiano Ronaldo at some point. I did want to bring that in up. In what? In all-time? All-time goals. All-time goals yeah. scored. Because he scored it He scored it much faster than Cristiano did. How do they do it in soccer? Is it like, like in the NBA, if you score the most points ever, it's not like they're saying you score more points than a guy in the Euro League. No, but yeah, it's literally that. Most goals all-time ever in yes. any league ever period. doesn't matter. It's so club, they combine country, all the goals. Yeah, club and country. Doesn't matter what club, doesn't matter what country, as long as it's under the FIFA umbrella. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any other sport where, the, where the, like, you can literally say, like... Because Pele did it. Pele played... I, I bet you didn't know this. He did not play in Europe. His entire career, he spent in... Yeah. In America. In and, Brazil. And, or, well... In, in Brazil, in, and then he moved to New York in his last two years. Right. And when... That's a cool story. When Pele moves to New York is that he becomes less recognizable... Than anywhere else in the world because soccer wasn't a big yeah, deal. So he soccer. wasn't used to being able to walk around. This guy was a superstar. Yeah. In Brazil, like, like could not leave, but he's basically Brazil Jesus. Right. Yeah. There have been Christians down there, but yeah. That's what Reggie Miller would have called him Brazilian Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Reggie Miller can't stop getting dragged on this podcast. I hate Reggie Miller. I love him. I know. That, that's, that's typical. Uh, Messi, uh, dude, think about if in baseball, if they combined Ichiro's Japanese stats with his major league stats. All, like his all time stats. It would be nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other people. Like, it, it, like that would be cool if. Ichiro had 
just a ton of hits anyway in the MLB, right? How many? How many did he join that? He would have had over a thousand more hits than than the all time hit leader Pete Rose really? if they combined them. Yeah, he would have had more than a thousand. Jeez, man! Think about they it. They should combine them. I mean, you you, you can't just because it's not the same talent yeah, level. It's, like, it's also not even the same really rules like the dimensions. It's not the same talent level Brazil to Europe. That's true. I, I mean, that's true. You know? But they're soccer. Yeah. Um, Messi or Ronaldo is kind of like the the non soccer guy soccer debate. Yeah. That's, that's like the only yeah. thing we can gravitate to. Yeah, um, and we gravitate towards FIFA because that's how we know soccer. Right, and our country didn't make the World Cup last uh, last time it happened. Yeah, so, so we're really far removed. Yeah, we got nothing. I'm Messi guy. I'm Barcelona guy. Are you? Yeah, even in FIFA, I'm taking Barcelona. I I would too, but you just Real's better. It's not fair to Messi, but in video game, you know, in the video game, Ronaldo is literally Messi, just bigger and stronger and faster. I mean, I get that, but. Real Madrid to me is the Yankees. Really? Yeah. I don't like that they, uh, that their uniforms are like well known. The all, all, all white yeah. kits. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, like that. That, that that strikes me as like pinstripes. Yeah. Pinstripes guy. Do you think Real is like the du- like the Real Madrid fans are the douchebags of the La Liga? Oh yeah. They I always talk that. about we have 27 world titles. Oh, oh my league. God. Yeah. They are. That, and that's you. That's They're who you D- are. I'm not, no, no. You're a Real no, guy. No, no, no. I'm not a Real guy. Don't put this on me. I just think he's better. Pick a side. Are you Barcelona I'm guy? definitely Barcelona guy. As a fan, 110%. If I'm watching the game, 110%. I'm just saying in the video game, they're better. Which the Yankees traditionally have been better in video games than Boston. Maybe so, yeah. Shout out to my younger brother, Michael, uh, who... Would 110% be a Real Madrid fan if he... Unquestionably. He yeah. also... Uh, I, need to, I need to say this because this is awesome. Michael had a perfect game going in MLB The Show... 20 and in the eighth inning he has a uh button that gets stuck on his controller where when a fly ball is hit to the outfield sometimes the outfielder just automatically dives that's how his perfecto got scratched and he was devastated he was devastated it was so awesome that's that's what happens to real guys and to yankee guys that's what you deserve he was playing with the yankees and garrett cole that's what you deserve for being a yankees fan in georgia correct get Uh, out of here um Love you, D's. <laughs> yeah, love you, D's, but fuck off. Um, baseball, Braves players, coronavirus, Freddie Freeman positive, Tuki Toussaint positive, um, new closer from the Giants, Will Smith positive, and, uh, you know, back into the rotation candidate, Tuki Toussaint positive. Uh, I thought it was notable that Eric Young Sr., the Braves first base coach, pretty well known. Eric Young Sr. gets overshadowed because the third base coach is such a superstar, Ronnie Dubs, Ron Washington. Eric Young Sr. is a cool bro, too, and he's not going to participate this year in the season at all. So uh, right off the rip, the Braves report to camp on Saturday, July 4th, and uh, we get results from Freeman, uh, who is symptomatic, still has a fever. Um, so he's going to be on the shelf for a while. I, a guy like Freddie Freeman, I'm not worried about him getting reps yeah. right now. Honestly, I'd rather all these guys just kind of be like, maybe like every other day type thing just stay away and just yeah. please god just try to stay healthy uh just give us baseball you right. know what i mean do everything you can to get baseball back on the field right um do you think the the minor league uh deci- the minor league baseball decision to cancel the season um it just off the bat let me just say that it was a 
basically universally accepted thing yeah. that this was going to happen. It wasn't really a surprise. Do you think um, the average baseball fan gives a fuck? No, of course they don't. Should they? I don't know why. No, that, that's 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 for people like me and you to wax poetic about. But it's it is a big deal. Though. I mean, it's it's a huge deal. So many people lost their jobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, their future might be they're in jeopardy. But I'm I'm like as a Braves fan, I'm worried. What's going to happen with Christian Patchy, Drew Waters, these guys? Like, do they just come up to the major league club? Well, so they'll be, they are on the 60 man squad. So again, and we talked about this in episode 19, you, you have 60 men on your quote unquote big league roster. You're allowed to travel 30 of them. So now, you know, basic arithmetic, you're left with 50 guys, uh, that, or is it basic arithmetic if I just got it wrong? Yeah. It can't be basic. Yeah. Super difficult, uh, yeah. arithmetic. Tells you that there are a bunch of guys on a taxi squad that will be in Gwinnett. Uh, the Braves are lucky that Gwinnett's right there, close by. Some teams don't have uh, their AAA or AA affiliate close by. Those guys will be doing some sort of split squad or practicing uh, every single day, just about. Uh, Wait, so you're right? allowed to travel with 30, but at home you have all 60? No, you don't have all 60. Okay. But that would be you insane. can freely. Rotate. Talk about a home field advantage. You can freely rotate between those 60 guys, right? Every single day, if you'd like. If a guy is removed from the 60, from the 60 man roster, which would be really rare because you have 60 spots to play with, no yeah. need to remove him. He cannot return to the 60 man this year. So that's kind of notable. But I, I just think that most people aren't going to care generally about the minor leagues being canceled this year, I think it would be a stronger reaction if they knew what it meant long-term. The minor leagues are, are really, really, really in trouble, and they're going to start shrinking fast. Well, it's it's kind of been needed for a long time. It, it, baseball has never made sense to me in that in that way. It's like, why do you keep your young superstars down there for so long? Just bring them up, see what they can do. I've, I've always felt like, why do you have to take one step, step by step like that? It's It's... Well, it seems ludicrous. You don't do that in any other sport. So here, here's what I've always thought is if, if you can, if you draft a player and he's on your team, he's now become essentially a product. Yeah. If I have the ability to A, improve that product over time for cheap and B, publicly showcase that product every day, that means now I have the ability to trade that product for a better product because the person I'm trading them to has seen them. Over and over and over again, doing the thing. Whereas in the NBA, you know, it you don't you, you don't really trade off of your tw- except for on your twelve man roster. There is nobody below it that you can use as now there is as collateral. Now they have the G League. There is, but like our teams assessing G League film. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, they're crazy. But it's not the same game, right? Yeah. Like G League is not the same. Like if a guy ha- averages twenty two a night in the G League, but basketball you can look at you can look at a guy and be like that guy's got it, right? But right, right off rip. Okay. If so, somebody's in the G League and they're going off, you can, you know, not just going off, but if they're showcasing NBA talent, you can be like, this guy's going to be on the roster. Okay. Before the end of the year. Okay. And that's fair. But, but it's not like that in baseball. If I can point right? to a guy in baseball that's like had over 800 at bats in the last year and a half, two years and, and give you all these numbers and stats, he becomes like you can put a, a, a value on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's easier to trade big league guys when you can. Add and subtract value alongside those guys with minor leaders. Um, 
But this year, there will be none of that. You know what I mean? Sure. The trade deadline, August 31st, is still in play. I think there's going to be a lot of major league players traded uh, during that during this season, uh, more so than what we might think because of the short. So when the minor leagues do come back, and they will in some form or fashion, they're not going to just do away with... Correct. You know, Correct. Do you think they come back with just one team, maybe two teams? Less underneath teams. Under- less definitely teams. less teams, so, which I, I think has always been necessary. Or not necessary, but I've, I've always thought there's way too many minor league teams. I think it's just... A, probably. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's like you could do... But I didn't think it was like a problem. Before I just thought like it no, was I, no. I thought it was unnecessary yeah like excess but they will be removing teams and leagues from the bottom not from the top so it's not like AAA teams are going to disappear right uh, it'll be short season rookie ball so when the MLB has their draft in June um, guys usually report from July to August two months rookie ball you just play like forty games that's it those are removed now so you would go straight from being drafted to low A which was for those in Savannah the level that the Savannah standouts were at. So, I mean, practically, I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference, to be honest. What else you got? Uh, I mean, we've got, we've got to talk about the fact that it's our 20th episode. Dude, we did 20, we've done 20 podcast episodes now. Um, any haters out there, you guys have been completely proven wrong. Yeah. So, uh, we're dancing on your grave right now. Yeah. We're, we're Michael Jordaning. Uh, your ass right now. Um, but seriously, there are 20 episodes in and like everything that we see, all, all the, the feedback we get, um, in public and, and on social media, um, you know, and all the people that have rated and, and, uh, reviewed and subscribed and done all that stuff and, and supported us. Like it really means a lot it to us. It genuinely means a lot. Like yeah. every time it gets brought up to me, like, cause we, I mean, we work really hard at this. I, I know sometimes it doesn't seem like it cause we, you know, we're clowns, but it is sometimes a clown show. Yeah, we 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 really work hard at it, and it really means a lot that you guys are listening and all the feedback. It's it like it's really satisfying. One, but also it like it makes me feel like we're doing a good thing here, and well, we hope you guys continue to listen for sure. And do you have do you have anything else? Yeah, yeah. Ahead? I mean, like when I people, you, I can see you waiting to go over there. Well, I'm just saying, like when we're out, like when people say stuff to us about it that they listen or, or like when they comment on something that we've said um you know that like it, it just means way more than what people think of. yeah I, I think. absolutely like, and because, it's not like a normal comment because this like we're you know we're vulnerable whenever we're recording ourselves like this. it was yeah. scary the first time we did it now now i can hop on you know in yeah. any shape and do this thing but it was really scary and it's like a vulnerable thing to do and it means a lot that it's, you know, it's working. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's terrifying to think that like you could do all this stuff in the, you know, you, you could see the listens and the stats from the episodes and yeah. nobody could be listening. Yeah. That, that's like the pretty terrifying thing. And, you know, I'm not going to like, you know, say that we have millions of downloads, but, but the numbers that we have show that people are listening and that, and that people, um, you know, at least like some of the stuff we say or, at least like one of us, if not both of us. And, you know, like it's mostly me, right? I would think so. Yeah. I would yeah. think you're the draw yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah. And then, you know, Kidding. also anyone that, that, uh, has been on our podcast, any of our guests that have helped us like that, that means the world to us too, that you would allow us to, you know, to ask you questions and that you would take the time, 
to come on here. I, I think, you know, 20 episodes, dude, is crazy to think about. I was confident when we started this, but, I, you know, I don't know that I yeah. was sure that we were going to make it through 20. Um, and, like, it does feel like we've accomplished at least a little something. I mean, we're patting ourselves on the back repeatedly here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah, it's just I'm super grateful for everyone that has listened, and it just means the world to us. And with that being said, I'm going to take my talents down to South Beach. <laughs> well, I got to ask you uh, 22 other questions. Are you still biting your nails? Yes, Jim. Yes, I am. Uh, anything else? Bachelor party. Bachelor party, dude. My younger brother, Michael, is getting married August 21st to his beautiful fiance, Summer, and we are going on his bachelor party. Let's go. July 9th through the 11th in Orlando. We're heading right into coronavirus territory, yeah. but we're not scared. We're not scared. We're taking our talents to Orlando. I'm going out on my shield, dude. Well, dude, you've already... See, you, I've got you're, you're, you're sort of bulletproof. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must be nice. I don't know what that feels like. Um... But yeah, so here's here's the plan for Hot Grits moving forward. We're gonna go uh, to this bachelor party in Orlando. Um, when we come back, if we, if come, we back, come back, if we come back, we will have season two of the Hot Grits podcast. So what we're gonna do is do twenty episodes per season, and we're gonna do one billion seasons. So uh, long way to go, but we're twenty episodes in, and hopefully twenty episodes from now, um, we're millionaires. We've made it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I want to remind you guys, we, we are, um, we do have decal, car decals and stickers for things like coolers, water bottles, back of laptops, stuff like that. Uh, really cheap, $6. Um, you can, uh, contact Spencer or I, um, in a number of different ways, but, uh, at podcast grits on Twitter, hgpod at gmail.com are two ways. Both of us are on Facebook. Um, if you want to buy one of those, uh, what we're trying to do is get, Better microphones, uh, for better audio quality and, uh, you know, anything and any amount of money that we make, um, moving forward. Uh, we, we wanted to get one season in before we started even considering yeah. monetizing it, but we will start considering that now. Um, advertisers, you know, anybody that's listening that has a brand or a company that they want to promote, um, I'm positive that you could not advertise anywhere else cheaper than what, what. Yeah we would be willing to offer you um really just some support like we said is always nice so anyone willing to interested in that um hit us up on that also uh, anything else spencer uh yeah let me leave you with this is there any doubt in your mind that jim gray is a republican it, jim gray is definitely a republican. 110 percent republican until then hey thank you guys for listening that's season one of the hot grits podcast hashtag hcp stay safe out there and wash your hands you filthy animals Peace.